Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Ken Seymour, Richard Geiger, music aficionados. I'd like to yell louder. It's just that... (laughs) It'll redline? Yeah, but I, you know, we could adjust that. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what my peak vocal performance could be. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm ever really going to challenge that. I will just... Enjoy as other people uh, do that instead. Um, If you could not tell from clicking on the title (laughs) of the track. Seems uh, normal, obvious. I don't know. Right, right. We are doing a top 10 all-time heavy metal bands. Now, this is a really fun and pointless list um, because, you know, We've we've been talking about music for years now because that's one of the things that we love, and one of the just the absolute both joys and frustrations of it all is how do you really define where a band fits in? Yeah, so I I kind of went more along the lines of metal, right? Not necessarily heavy metal, but metal, and you know one of our favorite genres from the very late 80s and 90s was grunge. Mm -hmm. And most of our favorite bands from that era fall into the grunge category. So by default, I left them out of the list. Even though some of their music, some of their uh, songs, some of their fellow artists in that same time frame, you could probably say are metal. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, like, let's keep it, let's keep it clean for me. I just said, nope, for those. That's basically kind of where I was going as well. But the funny thing is, bands change genre all the time. And where they are perceived to be isn't where they actually are. Or just a variety of all sorts. And how do you really define heavy metal? I mean, you can look it up. I did. And the definition is is fairly simple. It says a type of highly amplified, harsh-sounding rock music with a strong beat, characteristically using violent or fantastic imagery. That's pretty... Imagery. Okay. Vague. Well, not vague, but widely encompassing. Correct. And if you just go by metal, there's, you know, thrash metal, death metal, black metal, uh Heavy metal. I mean, there's all different types of categorizations of metal in general. So to to put some in some categories is pretty easy, but then you could also leak leak some others that are like maybe were more grungy. You could throw them in the metal pretty easily. Um, it just depends on what your preference is. Absolutely. And then even barring the confusion of all of that. What determines best? Are we talking about best sales? Are we talking about most influential on the uh, musical landscape, uh, causing other artists to become inspired and follow their example and create new music? Or are you just talking about these are the ones we like right now? Yeah, I, I lean more towards what it, what I like then and now with a smidgen of what they meant to the category. Me too. So take all of that into consideration as you look at our list and go, hey, that's nowhere near what it should be. You are absolutely right. It isn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Uh, Opeth isn't on my list. No. I, I don't I don't know any of their songs that I couldn't tell you, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's so much out there. And, and then just ladle on top of that, we are familiar mostly with American bands. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Not completely, but mostly. So a lot of stuff that's created around the world we have no idea. Probably would love. I haven't heard. So Especially nowadays, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of the airplay, a lot of the stuff that you see is more for the hippity hops and the pop music. And you get a, you don't get a lot of the metal and rock pushed in your face or you don't, it's not as visible as it once was, even though all music is way more visible now than what it used to be. Definitely. So we're going to get into it. We're also going to do something slightly different that we haven't for the most part ever really done. Uh, normally when you listen to our podcast, you're just listening to us talk. And part of it is because we uh, tend to talk a lot. Uh, part of it is, you know, the fact that uh, we tend to be very careful. We don't want to step on any toes or annoy anyone. But you know what? We wanted to do just something a little bit more this time. Because especially with music, as we keep thinking about it, we're talking about what are you familiar with? I had some conversations with some some 20-year-olds, and mentioned bands that, in my mind, you should know. And they had no clue. And it's like, wow, well, is it because they have, they've never heard of it? Or they've heard it, but they didn't know who it was? So we're going to edge into the fair use side of things. We're going to play just a tiniest, tiniest, smidgenest bit of our top ten uh, list. We're going to keep it as low as possible so that we can avoid avoid any uh, sort of cease and desist sort of things, any of those slap. <laughs> five, five seconds? Yeah. Window? Something like yeah. that? Really, really, really short. Try and keep it under there so you can at least know who it is and understand why we have them in the category, and then we can talk about them and you know do our normal stuff. So are you ready for our uh, voyage, Richard? Yes. Now, keep in mind on these lists, we said top 10. Now, we didn't say we were going to place them. Did you place them in a 1 through 10 order? I kind of did. I always do. I okay. can't help it. Um, and mine are, more, mine are more generic, let's say. Um, okay. But I, I, can, I can evolve them from lowest to highest, Yeah, but, but in no particular order for right. myself. Right. That makes sense. Oh, and one small thing. Uh, in making the list, one one thing that I want to say is I have to shout out to Van Halen just for being like the jump off point for so much metal, at least modern day metal. I mean, there's metal that's older than Van Halen, but the way that you shred on the guitar is a lot to do with Van Halen now. Yes. Um, I think a lot of when you see videos of an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old and they're playing guitar or they're, they're at school mm -hmm. performing, playing a guitar solo, it's a Van Halen solo. Yeah, and so in my mind, I never think of them as heavy metal, though some people do put them in that category. So they're not going to be on my list, but I felt it necessary to acknowledge the importance. Yeah, like a, a heavy rock. Right, exactly. All right, so... Uh, as always, I like to be the 
pleasant and courteous individual uh, whenever possible. So we will let Richard start out with his number 10 pick. And this is, uh, this. let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to grab a couple of artists. Um, we talked about, hey, we like these things, but uh, maybe we don't listen to these things. Maybe we do, but maybe they're influential. Maybe we think they have a place. So I'm going to start off on the list on an easy one to me but maybe not easy to everyone else and i'm going to put judas priest on this list now if you if you i feel like if you as the consumer listen to judas priest and you listen to the songs that appear on the radio they're very fun um they have a really good vibe to them one of the things that I was thinking of when it comes to Judas Priest is when you listen to the music that is played on the radio, let's say, a lot of that has some fun vibes to it. It has some metal sound to it. But if you listen to more of their albums as a whole, it's like, I see where this is. I, I see where a lot of the metal has kind of evolved through, from, to, because a lot of their albums are like the, the, the key ones are in the 80s, um, 90s, uh, late 70s, but 80s, 90s. And these guys, they kind of shred. And now if you think about um, the black leather clad things and the studded leather things, um, where do you think that categorization of metal partially originated at? I would think that it would be a kind of a British thing. Yes. These guys right here. So um, one of the songs, and and you play video games, I play video games. Uh, uh, Doom, Doom 2 were some of my be- favorite ones. The background music on that stuff is great. It's like, it's a metal category of its own. Uh, sometimes when I listen to these songs, I kind of get that vibe as well. Uh, take out the vocals, which are crazy, like, loud, shreddy vocals. Oh, yeah. And you kind of get some of that vibe too, but. Here is a Judas Priest snippet. So yeah, that's like the the classic kind of when you when you were in school during when I went to school when you thought heavy metal that was kind of the sound that you would that you would think of you know the Iron Maiden the the mm-hmm. the Judas Priest that was that was the vision and it's really changed over time kind of heavy metal. Is has altered, you know, the heavy metal of today is nowhere near what that is. No, no, uh, yeah, no, and but, and and not that the metal today is is bad. No, it's just that like rap hip hop, we maybe like it from the '90s, and the stuff that's from the 2020s is good to people, but not as good as what we think it is. Yeah, metal's or, the same thing for me. Yeah, for me, I I I love it all. It's it's kind of just like having different flavors of delicious food that I get to enjoy. Agreed. Pretty much excellent. Well, I'm going to go classic too for my number ten. Okay. Um, I I like the the origins, and even if you don't like everything that this particular band did, uh, they were so good and so influential that the lead singer maintained pop culture visibility for years and years and years even got a, a reality television show with his family and uh uh i thought about adding this person as just um 
because he was in two bands. That is that is true. But uh, I thought uh, I would just do the the original, and uh, I'm talking about Black Sabbath. Very good choice. Back back in the day, I mean, a lot of people would now, kind of nowadays kind of almost feel like, oh, this is hard rock. Well, back then that was heavy metal. <laughs> And uh, again, this is another one of those kind of formative things. The music is so listenable, and it is hard not to really, for me, to just smile when I hear it. So if you're unfamiliar with who that is, here is a small snippet. Well, well. Uh, if it's my turn to go with the next selection, um, strangely enough, uh, I have also chosen Black Sabbath. Um, as I was mentioning, the I when you said I, I knew I knew who you were talking about. Uh, I almost put Ozzy on the list, right? Because right. after Black Sabbath, Ozzy had a, a great run of of albums on his own with his own band. Um, uh, I. It's one of the few. I don't. I own a Black Sabbath album. I own an Ozzy um, album, and they're both really good. And he's got his own place in music history. Let's call it. But yes, I have Black Sabbath now. In particular, I have a little snippet from a song that's got that. Um, like when you listen to it, if you're not familiar with uh, Black Sabbath very much, what you might find with this song is that it just feels. It, it feels more um, heavy, grungy. I don't know. It's hard to say uh, compared to some of their other ones. But uh, every time I hear this song, this this little snippet piques my interest. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, he's got... Um, he doesn't sound like that anymore. Um, <laughs> that's to be certain. But uh, I, I feel like when you hear his voice, it's very distinct. So you know that it's um, it's that song. It's it's an Ozzy song, whether it's Sabbath or Ozzy or something that he has contributed to, uh, just because his vocals are so very recognizable. Yeah, that um, there's really no replacing that particular band at that particular point in time, and I I, I still have. Like I said, I, I didn't like their entire library as Sabbath. I didn't definitely didn't like his entire library solo. There were some of his songs that just made me cringe. But when he hit it, he really hit it, and it was so good. Yeah, um, and, and if you, I, I feel like most of if you're not a true Sabbath fan and you are a casual fan. Uh, the album that you may have or the things you may listen to is a best of, and it's from 70 to 78. So yeah. the, the some of the big songs that kind of were very influential uh, throughout their albums were in the 70s. We're talking like m- pioneering metal in the 70s. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Too much fun. So, all right, let's go on to the number nine for mine. I... Uh, We've talked about heavy metal before. There are some bands that are kind of synonymous with that heavy sound, uh, one of which is uh, Pantera. Well, Pantera, uh, one of the individuals, if memory serves, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure I remember this, uh, discovered this band. And when I heard it the first time, I was like, oh, if I'm going to listen to heavy, heavy metal, 
this is the band that I want to listen to. They're from down south. Band's name is Crowbar. Uh, Crowbar has gone through so many changes in its lineup over the years. Just so many people. Um, I heard of Crowbar, and, and, and honestly, a couple of a, a few bands from this list I discovered from Beavis and Butthead. Crowbar was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beavis and Butthead was a very formative show for uh, for us. If you don't know that by now, you probably just haven't been listening to our episodes. Yeah, it's it if if you even if you haven't watched it, I mean, they're on Paramount Plus right now, so you yeah. can watch a lot of them. And at, during the breaks, they would have like a little talk over uh, a music video uh, for a minute or two minutes, and a lot of the ones they had on there were were metal, and it was. Hilarious at times. But One, yeah, once you stop laughing, you go, wait, this song actually is kind of cool. Yeah, this slaps. Uh, what, what was that band? But you, it's not like you could right now where I could just hop on my phone and like, let's listen to it. That was not an option for us at the time. Right. We would have to find the album and, you know, maybe on Columbia House BMG, for example, and add it to the list and buy it and play that game. But you had to buy the album at 10 bucks, 15 bucks a pop and hope that you liked it. Here's just a little snippet of one of their songs by the name of I Have Failed. In doing this, I I want to include so much more. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, it just, even... As the podcast, you can't see the artist, you can't visualize the artist. Um, but in, in Crowbar, uh, the the dude who sings, mm-hmm. plays bass, he's beefy. Oh yeah. Um, in the Beavis and Butthead episode, they call him Crowbar. <laughs> it's funny. It's it's I don't know. Uh, yes, I have a I have a Crowbar album and i've definitely listened to them well and that's one of the things that really struck me about this band at the time too is you know you listen to all these other bands so uh talked about judas priest they had a very specific look very clear Mm -hmm. black sabbath had a very specific look all these bands kind of had this image that you went to crowbar looked like four dudes from some guy's garage oh yeah yeah absolutely and that struck me it's like oh well, this is what I want because, you know, don't get me wrong, the, the image thing is fine, but a lot of times the really good music are the ones, just regular dudes playing music. Show me that. Right. Introduce Crowbar. Thank you. That's right. All right. Number eight. Hmm. Number eight. There's so many to choose from on here. Um, I'll go with. Gosh, I want to save these guys for later. But yeah, since we're talking about the genre, we're talking about the time frame, I'm going to go with some Motley Crue. Ah, heavy metal, that's almost, in a lot of minds, not. Correct. Now, here's how I can can say that this is part of the metal genre is because a lot of times bands like this or Rat... Uh, will get classified as hair metal. Exactly. Um, and I I grew up on Motley Crue. The, this was a collection of uh, tapes that mm. I had. I had the I definitely had every cassette tape of a 
Doctor uh, up to Doctor Feelgood of the Motley Crue albums. Yeah, hair metal, glam metal. They they just had again talking about image. Image was important to this, and they these guys were not quite as glam as some, but they definitely were very Hollywood <laughs> in the way they put things forward. Yeah, uh, of all the bands, uh, were were they the the best of the hair bands? It's debatable, but probably yes. Um, were they some of the craziest? Uh, yes, I, I mean. Uh, but they had some longevity for a while, even though there was crazy things that happened to them. Uh, don't watch clips of their live performances as of, you know, 2023 20, and 24. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't do that. Uh, but if you want an interesting read on like the craziness of the lifestyle and the livelihoods of a group of individuals, it's these guys right here. They lived the uh, the rock star life for sure. That they that they did. And if you don't know this song and you're anywhere near our age, you must have been living under a rock. <laughs> so, Juicy. Yeah. That'll give us everything we need from that. You've got a full 36 seconds to choose your six seconds from. Yes. Well, I think all of these are going to be like 30 seconds that I give you. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in there. If we if we want to set a time limit, you know, we'll figure it out. But Well, six seconds is the time limit. That's the fair use time limit. Six seconds it is. Yeah. Yeah, these guys. I remember back when um, jukeboxes were a thing, I would always, when we would go somewhere that had one, I would want at least one or two songs uh, to be playing. I would never choose them. I wouldn't have to. They would just be in the mix already. And if you go back to some of their earlier albums, like Too Fast for Love and so, uh, like pre-Girls, Girls, Girls, that stuff's it's, it's a lot heavier too. Um, it, it's, I don't know. I've got a soft spot for them in my heart. So there we go. Makes sense to me. Talking about soft spots and definitions being kind of all over the place. Um, this next band, that's my number eight, a lot of people would not characterize as heavy metal. But the problem is there's such a mesh of so many different things that they don't really fall into one category very well. Some people would say that they're alternative because that's when they were popular. Some people would say that they're rap because there's rap in there. Um, but they also had one of the best guitarists in their band of all time. That's a pioneer on technique and capabilities. And if you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at the top of the pyramid, he's one of the three at the top. So if you're not sure of who to I speak in terms of a band, I I am very mad at you. In fact, you could say I'm enraged. <laughs> Ratum. Ratum. Rage against the machine. These guys were were the man, the men, as it were. Still, this stuff holds up so well. Take a quick listen. Now, you can't tell me that's not metal. Yes. They're one of my favorite bands. <laughs> um, and they did, they did th three, let's say, the three albums, right? right. Right. They had some. They had some snippets of some other things here and there, uh, covers. Uh, but let, let's just three albums, and 
they went their separate ways. They tried to get back together. Went separate. Anyway, we you got a prime band that you could say hard rock, uh, metal, whatever category you want to put them in. It was. I looked at them quite a bit in creating my list, and they're not on my list because I can't qualify them as metal in my brain. Right. It just sits in the alternative slot, right? Yep. 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 I've got some bands like that's the way Motley Crue was. I can't categorize them as metal because they sit in the hard rock slot in my brain. I, I just can't get past that. It's, it's funny how, how we do that as people. It's just like, nope, it's got to have a label. This is my label for it. My label's right. And <laughs> it's, that's how we all think, right? They They would, for me, be on any list of hard rock, heavy rock, uh, alternative grunge, like you put them in any of those, but when you say metal, I'm just like, my, like I said, my brain parts just like, not quite. Already controversy on the list. <laughs> yes. All right, we're gonna go to number seven. Moving right along, we are churning, we are burning. Okay, so uh, what am I gonna do here? Let's put a uh, 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 vegetable on here. I like it. Um, one of my favorite bands in the 90s, mid-90s, late 90s, and then they uh, kind of faded away. But um, they ushered in a new genre of metal. Um, them and a few other bands uh, categorized, if you look them up, as new metal mm-hmm. with an N-U if I'm not mistaken. And I chose Kuhn, um in my list. Now, I, I, I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot to not like in a certain sense. And I I don't know. They've always held a very soft spot. Uh I, I can tell you in high school we had to create a project based on a Shakespeare play. And our project was we overdubbed uh the stupidest Shakespeare play that we could find and there was a, a, a sexual scene that was in it. And instead of doing sound effects for it, we did corn for the music. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it's been a band that I've really kind of, like I said, held a soft spot on in my heart for quite some time. And that kind of makes sense to me. I mean, I've got some new metal on my list, too, that we'll be getting to. But uh, new metal, old metal, they are heavy. And they've got that crunch, and you know some people might still. I mean, they they were never alternative, but Mm-mm. but they were still around that time. So sometimes just got lumped in with a bunch of alternative bands, um, but th- they were different. Seven string guitars, uh, two of them, uh, a five six string, you know, crunchy, just slappy bass. If you wa- if you cut out all the music, and you just focus on the bass it's very it makes no sense the bass lines on their own it, it 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 makes like you're like what am i listening to but you put that with the guitars and the beat and it's just it's one of my favorites i've seen them live one time and watching him slap a the bass man uh watching fieldy do it made me want to play the bass uh it's besides Les Claypool being my favorite, of course, making me want to play the bass. Seeing him live, I was like, dude, I got to play more. And um, yeah, that's all I got. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, 
play, play one you. of their most favorite song or most uh, well-known songs maybe we'll play a corn song yeah Yeah, this, so this was this was peak popularity right here. This video, when videos actually meant something, was like, uh, it was one of those when you watched it, people were like, oh my gosh, the video, and you know, the bullet flying through things goes from animation to live action, and I don't know, the, the song slaps to me, and the video was a very unique, you know, twist on what videos had been at the time. Once oh, again, yeah. when they meant something. Um, so yeah, there we go. Yeah, corn was corn was good until, at least in my mind, until they weren't. Until they weren't. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, when I think when Head left the band to find. Uh, his inner religion, and I, I kind of dipped a little bit after that. Um, yeah, they they have all. a really, they have a ridiculous number of albums, and it's just I tried to get through all of them not too long ago. It's like, oh, this is great, and and this is really good, and this is good, and then, ooh, and oh, I don't want to listen to the rest of that one. <laughs> yeah, you can. It, it's it's one one two three four like the first four albums and then it just there's a there there's a decline after that and unfortunately I lost interest. Um, not that I didn't try, um, but that's just an indicator of how good they were when they were good. It didn't matter what they did later. Yeah, they were elite level good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so number seven, talking about elite level, uh, I tend to favor you know bands that can showcase a level not just a level of skill in writing and a level and skill in the way they 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 put their their music out there but you can tell that they're trained that they they aren't just good they aren't just great even on their mediocre songs their level of skill just shines through just no no way about it. Doesn't necessarily mean that the song's going to be better on those mediocre songs, but it's just undeniable. It just hits you in the face. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a song that was introduced to me by a video game. Ooh. Uh, uh, I don't remember if it was Rock Band or if it was Guitar Hero, but one of the two had a track by this band, and I go, "Oh, me likey. Who who are these guys?" And uh. They are amazing. Uh, if you are not familiar, uh, I am talking about Coheed and Cambria. Mm-hmm. And some people might not know who they are, which is you know understandable. They're very, very, very specific. Some people wouldn't call them metal. Call them maybe hard rock or uh, a very, very uh, melodic rock or whatever. But if you listen to them just a little bit, just the way they put things together, they are friggin' killer. On tour this summer with Primus? That is correct. So, I mean, they've got it all. I mean, you were talking about just at the beginning of the list that that kind of vocal that can just get out there and get you. Mm -hmm. This dude has that. And then on top of it, let's not just make an album. Let's not just make a group of songs. Let's make a story that all of the songs have a part of. What? 
it is cohesive. <laughs> that it is. The I, I tell you, there there's some bands, um, and we've played this game before with some of your favorites, that when you listen to the music and the music is like, oh, this is good, I like this, and then the the vocals come in, you're like, I don't like this. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And when if we go back to Judas Priest and you hear the music and the vocals come in, it is like something if you listen to the vocals on something else, those don't those aren't gonna be good, right? Right. But and this is the same thing. They go so well together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean and it is one of those things. You're either gonna love it or hate it on on the vocal side of things. It's just gonna hit you or it won't. But uh yeah, I I went through and even their okay stuff is really good. <laughs> so it's just a testament to skill right there. All right. We're not quite halfway through, but we're right before with number six. Yes. So here, here we go. Um, I'm going to give out an, an obvious one, an overplayed one, a, a band that is just a bit. Um, everyone likes them. No one likes them. People like the some of the artists. Some people don't like the people that are in the... And anyway, um, I've chosen Metallica for this list. Now, uh-huh. Metallica is a cheap add to this list, right? So um, let me explain, right? Every If you like metal, I'm being very generic in there. Yeah. You probably enjoy some Metallica at some point in time. Now, what Metallica has done is brought metal to the masses, right? I think that's pretty fair to say. But at what cost? I don't think there would cost to them, or are you talking to the industry in general? Uh, Not the industry. I mean, maybe the quality of their work for a stretch. Yeah, there there is a long stretch where it was... uh, I, I wondered what happened. So when you talk about metal albums they have quite the set of albums that stand alone on their own as some of the top notch albums right like you can you can yeah. listen to kill them all through the black album and they all have their different tones they all have their different things but then you get to load and you're just like like there, okay. there's good things on there yeah right. reload yeah and then, <laughs> and then, okay, wait. Now, now, after that, they did the one with the symphony, right? Uh, S&M was pretty solid. S&M, yes. But it was hit or miss because mixing a, a symphony in with heavy metal is going to be difficult on certain songs, and it showed. Sometimes it blended perfectly, and sometimes it's like, yeah, that didn't work. Nice try. And then what happened is they, so early on, they lost their basis to tragedy, uh, then they lost their basis because they treated him like doo-doo. And then they created, let's call it a masterpiece um, in the well, opposite direction. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure I'm going to call it that. But he, he's, I think he did it this way because we're going to be playing another snippet because they're on my list too. Yes. Just a little farther along. But uh, here's a little snippet of some of their newer stuff. So I think they, at least Lars, maybe 
misunderstood what metal stood for. We don't want it to sound like you're hitting metal. Correct. So, this particular album here, like I said, was the transition. They had lost their, their basis, and they were looking for a new one. And in, in recording this album, they actually had their producer play bass on this. And you can watch a whole documentary on it. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty entertaining. I've watched it a couple of times. Um, but when you listen to this album... And, and I'm saying this, I'm trying to be polite. Right. It is one of the worst things that you could put your ears to. And a large portion of it is the tom that you hear in there through every song. Yeah. Every song. Not just a, like every song. So why am I saying this? This thing is one of the worst, and yet the band is one of the best. Right. If they can produce this and the world loves them everywhere they go, they can sell out, you know, 100,000 seat arenas for three consecutive days and people cannot get enough of this band. And they made this album. You are a top notch band. Let's just put it that way. They're one of the few bands I've seen more than once. And I would go see them again. <laughs> um, gosh, I, I saw them and uh, plenty of mosh pits stormed uh, right in front of me, right behind me. We were in um, the middle of a racetrack that was all pebble, like rock pebbles. People just picking them up, chucking them. So it was a shower of rock and uh, mosh pits. Uh, and yet it was a wonderful time. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get back. We, we played a low. When we hit them on my list, we'll play it. We'll, we'll <laughs> high. go high. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So going to number six on my list, uh, this is another band that's like, are they metal? Some people think so. Some people don't. But it's a newer band. Not not new, but new newer <laughs> comparatively. Uh, and I just like... They, they take some some interesting writing chances. They blend some interesting sounds together. Um, another instance where they're metal, but not only can the lead singer sing, like sing, sing, not just yell, uh, but it's an earworm. A lot of their songs just stick. And uh, plus, anybody that names their band after a car that nobody liked, uh <laughs> Well, let me say, very few people liked. It's a few. <laughs> uh, that's that's got some got some uh, got some uh, cojones, as it were. If you weren't sure by now, I'm talking about Chevelle. Just so chunky, and just rah, yeah. So if you on, on on my music streaming platform, I like to listen to albums and when the album is done, it doesn't stop. It starts playing things recommended for you based on that album that you just listened to. Right. And I get a lot of Chevelle that pops up on a lot of those things too. And I don't skip past them because mm-hmm. the songs that they put on there are really good. It makes me go and grab a Chevelle album and then play a listen through on that particular album as well. A little bit of Vibe and R still running. Man, I tell you that they they can get you pumped. 
Yeah, very good. Um, and you're right, new newer yeah. metal band. Yeah. All right, we've gotten halfway through. Now, if you don't know by now, don't forget that you can check us out on social media. We would love to hear from you. What are your top 10 metal bands? We are on X. Good Lord. Twitter, whatever you want to call it. We're going to call it Twitter. I, I said X and I just got like sick when I did it. But uh, <laughs> at Real Pudding Guys. I mean, every time you say that, it just makes me think of DMX. Right. And bring it to you. But of course, we're on Facebook and we are on Instagram. Uh, give us a holler. We're even on uh, the uh, wonderful. Uh, YouTubes with a handful of things, and uh, mm -hmm. we love seeing comments on some of our interviews there. And you can even support us in uh, in the place that we've talked about a million times for a dollar a month. We'd love to have it. We want your money. We want the money. If anyway. you go to the YouTube video, the link is in the description for those things too. Yeah, really good stuff. All right, so number five. Number five. Who should I choose? Remember, my list is in no particular order. Um, one, two, three, wait, do I have 10? One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, dang, I don't. Okay. Um, well, we can skip number five. No, 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 we're good. <clears throat> we're good because I have a lot of other ones on here. Um, so I will say, uh, this particular artist, and it's a newer one as well, mm -hmm. uh, recently came out with a new album. And I was like, how did this artist come out with a new album? And the reason I asked that is because the lead singer is dead and has been dead for a little while. Um, this lead singer was actually in a band with Billy Corgan in Chicago. <gasps> really? Yes, yes. And on MTV uh, back in the day, they had a thing that said, what are the top metal bands by? And they just did it by alphabet. Right. And S came up and I heard this and I was like, oh my gosh, what is that band? Because I need more of that band. And that band is Static X. So Static X to me, I I tried to get into, but very um, kind of um, screamy. And see, I'm okay with some screamy, right? His screamy fits the band. It's got up-tempo. It's got some electronic uh, vibe to it. It's got uh, the bass that you need on it. And he looks like a crazy person, but in a good way. Um, he was in a band with the Smashing Pumpkins founder leads. Yeah, so um, it it is it it's hard to not listen to it, in my opinion. I don't know, man. It's the jams for me. It's just. That that whole Wisconsin Death Trip album just I love I love it top to bottom and there's some cheesy stuff on there well, for yeah. sure but um uh, I don't know it just it's good to me well I mean like that track I like that track so sometimes that kind of works but sometimes it's just like oh come on you know there are notes right there are notes you can you're playing them on your instruments you can sing notes. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. It's there's. It's yeah. The, no, I know the throat noise. I'm 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 giving him a hard time, but it's like it's one of those things. Like sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't. But that's one area where that shows the quality because at least it does work for me. Sometimes mm -hmm. there are some bands that you have really tried to get me to like that are screamy, and 
Never. No, not a single track do I like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, Static X, quite quite the band, as it were, very loyal following of individuals that, that like them. So, um, you know, I told you I was going to have some new metal coming up on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about that time at number five for me. Uh, I saw this band play live before I ever heard them on the radio. And if you hear them live, they sound a little different than they do in their recordings. And it's heavier uh, live than it is on the recordings. So when I heard it's like, oh, so this is heavy metal. And then I listened to the, the, the CD. It's like, well, yeah, but it's more. And then, then they got overplayed for, mm. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fish when you hear the albums, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, this band's lead singer is is a woman with an amazing voice, and she went on to a, a kind of a solo career that did, didn't really go anywhere. Um, I'm not sure why, because her voice is amazing and her writing is generally good. But uh, you know, maybe she went out there on her own. She was just a a, a daredevil and. Thought she could do it. <laughs> right. But uh, we are talking about Evanescence, but if you hear a little of this, there's, there's no mistaking. It's metal. Oh, yeah. I can, I can listen to Evanescence all day long, except for one song. Which song would that be? Now we know what song that is. Yeah, we know exactly which song. Yes, you have you have um, spoken to me personally, uh, occasionally on the podcast, about the contrast and the discovery when seeing them live. Yeah, it's they they amaze me. I still just just get a little. It it checks all the boxes for me. The jams. Yeah, I, I can keep listening to them. All right. Number four. Okay, so we've already mentioned them briefly. Um, I'm just going to throw out there a band that is one of those that has a nice collection of albums that are just top-notch, and now they cannot make music because half the band's dead and the other one's kind of gone crazy. Anyway, uh, we're going to go with Pantera for my selection. Um, I feel like with Pantera... You have, I don't know, you have some of that screamy, throaty, but there are songs where there are actual oh yeah, singing, vocals, and I feel like they're, they're one of their first albums, Cowboys from Hell, you, you got a lot of, they were just trying to figure out stuff, but a lot of the things, the songs maybe that you hear sometimes come from that album, which is weird because Vulgar Display of Power came out after that, and that thing just is so good, so heavy, so aggressive, has some of their more known songs on it. Uh, But I'm going to go with one from Far Beyond Driven because there's just something about how this one, I don't know. It's just the grooves that you get out of this one. It's... It's one of my favorite just listen to, shut things off around you type of albums. Yeah, and talking about how how some of the individuals have, well, the the one individuals 
had some some controversy. You know, we've talked about that separating the art from the artist sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to be able to still have that warm place in your heart for the stuff that you love, even if the person that made it maybe doesn't live up to what you hoped to it the would standards. be. Standards, yeah. Yeah, that stuff. It's just if. Well, we we talked about this when we we listed some of our favorite Soundgarden songs, for example. How the music and the vocals match, right? When you hear the 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 notes being played in a in a similar synchronization with the vocals, and then the pitch changes for both, but also at an equal an equal increment between both. And that's just that's just that song, but like, I, I I don't know how to how to describe. It's just one of those. It's we talked about Metallica being like metal for the masses. To a small extent, I think Pantera is heavy metal for the masses. Um, I may be saying that wrong. It's hard to describe. But I, there's more. Not that there's a bigger fan base for them, but maybe more people recognize or have gotten into well, Pantera. I think it's more like a levels thing. So I talk about this, and <clears throat> I do a lot of board gaming. And so, you know, they're the board games that everybody knows, the Monopolies, the Scrabbles, the stuff that every parent has in their closet at some point. That is Metallica. So then there's what I call the gateway game that lets you know, oh, there's more. And it's potentially deeper than I thought it was. And, you know, that's like a Catan, a Settlers of Catan, uh, the board game. It's it's more complex, has some nuance that other games don't have, but it's still kind of an entry point. That's Pantera to me. Yes. And you, you have th- this album. I think after this is the Great Southern Trend Kill. And that that was really about it. There, there's there's another one that that's in there too. Um, it's just that they had one of those streaks of these handful of albums that were just killer, and then it kind of fell apart. Yeah, and it, and it happens. If if they were alive today, I feel like we'd be hearing some. This would be a band that stuck through the the metal assuming that Philip Anselmo didn't, you know, drive them out of the public eye. Uh, but uh, this this one would be a band that we would still be hearing from and would be keeping that metal kind of genre alive. Right. All right, now, my number four, we've already played. We told you that we were playing a low and then a high. Metallica comes in at my number four. Ooh. Um, because, you know, as as bad as we think some of their stuff is, some of it is essentially perfect. I mean, there's 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 not really a way for me to say anything else. For me... You know, I, we talked about that between Kill 'Em All and Black, and I'd even almost go Kill 'Em All to Load, are all really good albums. But if you shave it down, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Injustice, there is not a bad track. There's not even an okay track. They are all at least really good, and most of them are amazing. I just uh, I haven't seen anybody have a run quite like that of of A plus material. 
which easily overshadows any C plus material or D plus material that they are doing have done. It's because those albums are such crucial, important, high end masterpieces that it's 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 hard to it's hard to overlook anything else that they could have ever done. Yeah, no doubt about that. So here's an example from And Justice that I think gives you just a little taste of where they are perfect. A few thoughts just from listening to that little snippet. One, I want to go listen to them now. Um, <laughs> two, some people, like I'm bad with lyrics, I'm bad with memory and a lot of things, but when it comes to some of those albums, you know the drum beats, you know the rhythm guitar, you know the guitar. You probably don't know the bass guitar because, you know, they they mixed it out of that early on, the collections that we had anyway. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, you know the intricacies of their eight-minute songs that they have on these albums because everything is so put together in these albums and you just, like, I don't know. You just remember. You remember them. Time changes and and key changes and even genre shifts mid-song and yet still just rocks the whole time. Whole time. And th- this is this is Jason Newstead right here too. Right? right. So what we got Cliff Burton before this. So so this was a transition album on its own, right? Yes, yes it is. And it is of those three we mentioned, is this the best one? People will argue between all three of them, I feel like. So maybe this one has the best song on it. You know, one yeah. one gets kind of hyped a lot for like, you know, one of their best songs. But uh, It's hard to choose. I like Battery, for example. Um, I like the instrumentals. They're all good. It just I'm I want to go listen to them now. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're into the top three. Top three, man. What's your number three? Okay. So what do I have for three? Ooh, should I save? I've got I've got one of your favorites on here. Um Yeah, I'm sure. Uh two of your favorites on here. <laughs> three Lord. of your favorites. Do I have three of your favorite bands on here? Oh, oh man. I might oh I might have it. Um, Are you gonna stink up the last three? All right, all right. Okay, so um since we did Metallica, I'm going to do a former band member's band. And I'm gonna throw some Megadeth in here. No, no, that's not that's not one of the ones I hate. I like Megadeth. that they they are kind of like um um kind of like pickles to me. I don't wanna I wanna eat pickles all the time, but when I get the hankering for it, I want I want something to go with my hamburger. That that's the perfect thing to go with my hamburger. So certain songs by Megadeth, I really really like. And even if his voice is on occasion to me a little nasally and mildly agitating, sometimes the song needs it. It it works better because of it. I don't know how that works, but uh, it. Uh, it does. So you you can always if, if if you find some clips of Lane Staley, he's like, "Watch him become a gun." 
And and I had to read a little bit more on it because uh, it sounds like he's making fun of Dave Mustaine. He's, he's not. But he's not. He's actually kind of complimenting him because they're they're they were actually really good friends. But it's a funny clip at, taken out of context because of of how he actually how he actually sounds. Now, when I got when I went into CDs, compact discs, kids, um, look that up. Um, <laughs> Two of my first three were uh, "And Justice for All" and uh, "Countdown to Extinction." So, like, they those bands, those albums hold a, a pl- special place in my heart. Um, but you know, uh, Megadeth had a couple of albums before that. That if you we talk about um, MTV, mm-hmm. the MTV News intro, oh yeah, was a Megadeth song. Yep, right. So. Uh, they had this stretch of albums, and there's um, a couple good songs throughout them, and we're going to play you a snippet from one. Watch him become a god. Yeah, you can hear the bass in that one. Correct. Um, of the band, so Me- Megadeth has evolved through band members from form to current and they've changed hands ins and outs the bass their bass guitarist was the same pretty much the whole time he kind of ran into his own issues and he's not with the band anymore but uh before his issues he was kind of on that short list of best metal best rock bassist um, but he's, yeah. that's another here, another, but, um, <laughs> uh, we seem to be running into, uh, <laughs> some issues, right. Some issues. Uh, but, uh, another thing I would recommend for Megadeth, uh, the symphony of destruction album was like their, their not answer, but their, their black album, let's call it. Right. Uh, rust and peace before that is a very good album with very good songs that are, they, there's a couple of them on there that are the classic epitome of Megadeth songs. There's a couple albums after Symphony of Destruction. They're very good, but I'm telling you, they've got like 30 albums, and it's hard to keep up with them. And they yeah. change, and they, they he keeps he keeps Dave Mustaine keeps making music, but uh, um, well, I can't keep up. That's one of the reasons I actually really respect him because he's he's not making music. It doesn't feel like he's making music to make money. He's making music because he has to. Yeah, it's like ingrained, and and he's a he's a cancer survivor. He actually had uh, throat cancer of, of cancer in his larynx, somewhere in his throat, something like that. Uh, but survivor, still singing, still rocking. Yeah, so a lot of respect for that guy. Even if I can't listen to ninety percent of what <laughs> he makes, <laughs> I have a lot of respect. Um, now we're gonna flip flop. So um, I'm going to choose at number three a band that I I've tried to get you to really like that hasn't caught on i mean at moments in the bands in the in the albums that i feel are kind of their weaker ones are the ones that you like better that's correct yes <laughs> but um they have been making uh some metal for a number of decades now and i'm really mad i still haven't seen them perform and i want to um i just missed them at the rock and roll hall of fame a couple of years ago i'm mm. so mad uh, but uh they can do scream, they can sing, and they blend to me just so well at at a super high level. I I love it. Um, 
even if they are named after uh, an herbicide. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Uh, we're going to anthrax, right? <laughs> not quite. We're going to be talking about seven dust. They like they like mix funk into the metal. I that hits me one hundred percent straight on. So, uh, if I. If there was a new album artist collection for me to go into, I, I think a lot of times what I end up doing personally is I go back to their first albums, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm overstating, but generally speaking, the best albums that the artists tend to make tend to be the first ones. I'm, I'm overstating that. Definitely, because right? I differ, disagree with that a lot of the time. But um, the middle ones, maybe they get their groove on. The later ones, sometimes they've changed things. Same thing. Sometimes band members have changed. Like whatever the situation is. So if I want to listen to the things, I just kind of prefer to start at the beginning and go through the albums. Yeah. And what I ran into with this one, their self-titled debut, debut, debut anyway, what, uh, whatever word you want to use for it. <laughs> the debut. Uh, um, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I've listened to that thing so many times, and I the mixing on it is just, I can't get past it. And the vocals drive me crazy. But then their second album, uh, Home, I do believe it's called. Home is awesome. That's That one of the collection is my favorite. That seems to be the most consistent. And the thing that, the thing that really kills me is not the music, it's the vocals. Um, and on that one, it's very understated. It's not so singy. It's more, let's just sing, right? That's hard to describe. And it's, it just seems more in vibe with the music. But then the ones after that, it's like they've picked, they picked the singiness up of the vocals. And it just, uh, I have a, I, I have a, I've tried. I've tried. I'm sorry. Tried. I know it's one of your favorites. Yeah. I've tried. It, it happens. It happens. I heard Angel's Son on MTV. Uh, tribute to uh, a, a friend of theirs that died. And when a song can make me tear up, that, okay, you got me. You got my attention. And that's how I, I went into went into their uh, stuff. So, uh, Were they in, uh, was it Woodstock 99? Was that where they were at? Might have been. Because they, they played on the second stage, and you can see their performance on YouTube. And, of course, they shredded. The crowd was really into it. And they played their hearts like you. You can tell they have talent and they love what they're like. They there's just an enthusiasm amongst the performance, and so I, I've definitely gone to watch that instead because I felt like that had a little bit more vibe that I can get into. Well, this is probably another of those things where the live performance that you're talking about mixing it's it's different it, the way it comes out. It hits mm -hmm. it hits you more even. So yeah. Oh, good stuff. Makes me happy. All right, top two. We're getting there. Okay, so another one on my list. Boo! I'm sorry. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, we, You mentioned a lot of the bands that we are talking about, right, are um, American. Right. So I have the Germans here. Um, yes. Rammstein. Um, so... They were featured in a soundtrack, um, and they their name of their song was 
Rammstein. But uh, I saw them live. So going back to the live performances, they were on the Family Values tour with Corn and Limp Biscuit and Ice Cube and Orgy. They give a heck of a performance. Oh my gosh, I was hooked. I, I saw them and I was like, wait, who who are these guys? Like, I gotta see more of these. And since I saw that, I've just been like, they're they're to me when it comes to like the metal category, they're one of the tippy tops. Yeah, and when I say boo, I was mostly kidding. This is one of those instances where it's like, oh, I can see why people would like it, and it just doesn't quite hit me square. So it's you know it's one of those things, but there's no denying the skill, and I have too many friends that love this band. Now let's also say this: uh, very few, if I mean say very few of their albums are in any other language other than German. Right? right. There's a couple that are English. There's Spanish, uh, but it, it's German. They're a German band. So if you if you are listening to this and like, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah. It's going to bug a lot of people. And, and that part I get, but yeah, I don't mind that. I watch anime when you, when you translate the vocals and you have like the, the album, the album that I have, they did it once. They, they translated a couple of their songs and they performed them in English and it just sounds weird. And even the band said like, we're not going to do that again. Cause it's, 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 it sounds weird. Well, All the beats are off. Yeah, yeah. It's just it doesn't translate well. Um but um going back to what I said, their first few albums are in my opinion the best. They have a chunk in the middle that are just awesome. They are still touring and releasing music now. That stuff has is you know different from their early stuff but still sounds awesome. So, yeah, I got them on my list. Come on now. Come on. Come on. I can't help it. It's just, it's like heavy, heavy, great, great, dark, dark. Oh, yeah, I can't. I can't take you seriously now. It's so good. And... Oh, because it's, it's, it's so serious. It's, I am going to get the. But it. it I'm hearing like the equivalent of like, in my mind, it's like a Muppet talking. <laughs> I can see that. Yep. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh. But but the thing is, so we we hear the vocals as they're kind of, in this case, let's call it uh, throaty poetry, right? Yes. Yes. But when it comes to actually singing, there is range. Like there is low, oh, there yeah. is high, um, there's everything in between. It's just that, yes, it's all in German. So uh, that that part's okay. I mean, the German it, on its own can sometimes be hard to get past. I can get past that, but when you add in the "I am overly serious when I am talking." To- it's like, where's Arnold? I know he's going to pop in with like a grenade launcher any moment now. <laughs> Arnold was Austrian. There's a difference. Well, no, no. But this is what you would like feel. The, 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 it's the ambiance of a villain in an 80s film. And so he is an 80s action star. So that's who I think of him or Stallone. One of the two is going to pop in with a semi-automatic, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And because of this band, I have tried to find other German bands 
um, in that same genre where it's got the metal, but there's there are definitely uh, keyboard tones, mm. right? There is a right. there's an electronic uh, electronica backfill to sure, this, sure. Uh, so that in itself makes it unique to me, anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, back uh, blue oil blue oyster cults considered metal and they they had that they had that too so it's definitely a good thing to have mm-hmm. uh, yeah no they're they're uh they're unique yes yes um speaking of unique uh my number two is i don't know if you can call them unique because basically they're mostly a band that we listened to um that was definitely in the alternative grunge kind of category and then the lead singer had issues. And then most of the band reformed in a different band. And they took what the previous band had, which was really good. And in my mind, kind of perfected it. I mean, they've got it all. They've got they've got the chunkiness. They've got the solos. They've got vocals that stretch better than nearly any other vocalist I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and catchy songs on top of it they can they can kind of do anything um i'm talking about uh alter bridge i knew that's what you're talking about yeah. i was gonna say the uh, popularity of their former band has skyrocketed in the last few months yeah they, they even had a little commercial uh <laughs> with that it's like oh that's that's fine i mean don't get me wrong i'll, I'll listen to some more creed i like creed but um Man, Alter Bridge, some of the stuff they do, it, it's knock you on your butt good. And it's still, let's be honest, because the creativity level for the band was musical, like, oh, yeah. music wise, like, was very the same. So you, you yeah. get some of that, you, you get some of that Creed vibe, right? Like, you get hints of it. Like, you can tell it's oh, yeah. the same musicians, but it's not the same music. No, it is not. And to kind of give you an idea of, how it can kind of feel that rock. Uh, Here's a little bit uh, from White Knuckles. So not in German. No. (laughs) Not at all. Though I have a funny feeling if it was in German with the the conviction he's singing, I'd probably be giggling. I mean, he's truly believes in what he's singing so <laughs> it feels like it uh yeah i uh you you put me onto this band uh, a while ago uh and it's one of those things that now i have the opportunity to go and say like let's listen to some of those albums and i did i did uh years ago because you had told me about them and i'd forgotten about them but thank you for reminding me of them yeah they've they've got some they've got some shred they've got they've got Emotion, they've kind of got it all. And they also have a thing where they performed with a symphony orchestra. Um, and it is slightly better than S&M in the sense that more of their stuff blends better. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Not that the, the quality of the songs themselves are better because that's so subjective. Um, but, yeah, very, very enjoyable. <sighs> okay. Honorable mentions? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I don't think we're going to do music snippets for our no, honorable mentions, no. although there's one I'd really, really like to do a music snippet for. Um, but in 
in a lot of the music that we have done and we put out here for this list, it's been more of the metal or heavy metal category. Right. And not there are some other subgenres that we had mentioned, uh, but in terms of like the 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 death metal or the other type of stuff, um I've actually got my honorable mentions come largely from like that alternate type of of metal. Uh one also, uh two, one, two, uh another from overseas. So oh. um I I want to give an honorable mention to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Uh they're just that so if if you don't like the ooh, vocals, you're not gonna like these guys, and <laughs> not at all. But the big shout out, of course, is because they are in one of my favorite movies, um, Blade Two. Well, Blade Two? Uh, no. Um, I'm thinking more of why? Why? Why is my brain not working? Uh oh. Hmm. Jim Carrey. Um, Cable Guy. No cable guy. No. Um, uh, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Gosh, you know where they go to the bar and. Oh yeah, he's yeah. crowd surfing at one point. Yeah, that's Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. So there, there's there's an honorable mention for you. Um, kind of in that similar genre, and back to what I said about um, um, Beavis and Butthead. Uh, they had a little snippet with Morbid Angel on there. Oh yeah. And there's this. You can if you I can picture it in my head right now. There's this slow part of one of their songs they're like bow to me faithfully and then it just you just pan over to them like singing like repeating what they had just it's pretty funny but i saw that i was like i kind of like that song so i bought that album and it's that same just like raunchy heavy like heavy heavy hardcore uh. stuff um and then one more shout out is entombed and Entombed is uh, for sure their um, Scandinavian artist, if I'm not mistaken. And they've got, they're some of the earlier on, like the origins of like that heavier, like just thrashy death yeah. metal stuff. Speaking of thrashy, that's kind of one of my honorable mentions. It's hard not to mention Anthrax. I mean, because they are just, they are, they are hardcore 100%. And they have some good stuff. But <laughs> mostly, yes. I want to talk about that they've got some really good stuff. Um, Baroness. Uh, I went looking for a, a new metal band. And I was like, all right, let's talk to the guy that runs this store that sells CDs and see what he points me in the direction to. This should be entertaining. It's like, I want heavy metal, not screaming. He said, oh, you want some of those things? All right, try this out. Really, really enjoyed it. Some some great stuff, a real different feel, sometimes more mellow, awesome. Um, and then, you know, this seems like a weird one to shout out, but it's heavy metal for people that don't know heavy metal, and still you're going to love it because you've watched the Marvel films and gotten snippets of them in so many films, and you've heard everything by them, whether you know who they are or not, and that's ACDC. Yeah, you know, I was I was considering having them on the list in some form or fashion as well because they're right, they're another one of those bands that a lot of people would say, oh well, no, they're just they're just hard rock, right? But yeah, they kind of pioneered that. You know, they've got that faster tempo, right? Not his, well, the two of them, uh, Bon Scott and uh, the sequel. Uh, anyway. 
like the vocals are I want to say they're irreplicable except they were which was the most amazing thing ever yeah that was pretty cool but that type of vocal fits in well with the metal genre it's just that the rock and a lot of their things is more rock sometimes than it is metal right but they're old enough and pioneering enough that they kind of help bridge that gap yeah definitely all right on to number one from Richard. Now this Boom. is <laughs> It's obvious. If you've listened to this podcast at all <coughs> in history of talking about music, you know that this band was going to be on the list. Once again, th- this is not an order. No. And I'm not saving the best for last, That's or am your, I? Your uh, favorite. It's it is the best band in the universe. <laughs> It's the scum dogs of the universe. The the easy answer on this one is Guar, right? Um, they this this is yet another. I saw them on Beavis and Butthead, and I was like, "What is that band?" Because I have I I need to know what that band is. And this band is yes, they have a lot of albums. They are more of a live performance band because of the show that they put on and the ridiculousness. They put on a heck of a show. Um, it's just, I personally happen to love their albums. As foolish as they are, sometimes as crazy as they sound, I love their albums. I love listening to the the sound of their albums. I love, uh, the, especially the early ones with Odorous Urungus, R.I.P., uh, which you absolutely can't stand his no. vocals at all. But the thing that got me hooked, and, and we'll play this one, uh, it's from an album aptly named This Toilet Earth. Um, you know, the, the, and the name of the song is Saddam, you know, like uh, the former. The Hussein guy? Yes, uh, Saddam Agogo. And the thing that got me hooked is this is a metal band. And what does this song? What does this song start with? A horn section, which is pretty impressive. So I, when I heard that, I—I uh, I, I mean, I was hooked. Plus, of course, it's them spewing um, liquids onto their crowd and being stupid. So that—that that has a. They've got the theatrics. They've got the heaviness. They've got so much going for them. I really wish I liked them. Oh, you like them. Saddam. God damn, that's awful. <laughs> they shall drown in their own blood. Oh. It's amazing. Oh, man. Oh, I'm recovering. Recovering? Recovering. All right. <laughs> you're, you're not going to find another band that's like that. No, uh, no. They are one of a kind. You know what? They're all really cool. You know, the... Uh, everything I've ever heard from any fan interactions that they've had, any <clears throat> anything like that's always been just overwhelmingly positive. They showed up at Gen Con a couple of years ago. Yep, they had their own uh, card game. Yeah, I mean, just super cool people that make very interesting amazing music. music? Uh, yes, amazing. <laughs> uh, whew. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to my number one. Um, I like complexity. I always have. So if you do not just heavy, but can work in t- 
time changes, syncopation, interestingness, uh, very weird chord progressions, things that go all over the place. You know, I, I like progressive. I just always have. And uh, combine that with a live performance element that approaches Gwar's. Not not quite, because they don't wear costumes. Oh, Kiss. Okay, got it. <laughs> they don't wear costumes. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, they often have large set pieces, and it's really sometimes when you think about it, a little silly, but it's also, you know, really, you know, dark, and they try and create that ambiance for the for the listener when they're at the concert. Uh, the, the, lead, the lead in this band has two other bands that he's in. Corey Taylor. Negative. <laughs> uh, one of them is uh, re- reminiscent in some ways in my mind of, of Gore and uh, Pucifer is the name of that band. Uh, only in the naming sense, not in the sound. Uh, but also has a perfect circle, but my favorite tool. Um, yeah, they they do, they check every box for me. I can listen to any one of their albums from front to back and always be satisfied. And it's just, I, I don't have any, any other way to say how much I like uh, the music that they make. It's an internet meme, right? Like, right. You like tool. And if you don't like, right. Right? You know, like, um, and I've tried, I've, (laughs) I've tried, I've, I've, I really have. Um, I might like a perfect circle more than Tool, and it's not that I dislike Tool or that I hate Tool. It's just when I listen to it, I doesn't I, do anything just, for it you. It just doesn't. I, I'm missing something. Like there's some there's a thing there that it just doesn't work well in my brain parts, right? And I right. can't describe it. I've tried. I've tried multiple albums, multiple times, different decades. And um, I don't know. And I know you're going to play a song, and I'll have a comment about that song in just a second. All right, let's let's hear a little snippet. I mean, it's very good, right? Makes me just go, get your juice pumping. Um, that song, listeners, I'm telling you. Go to the YouTubes, and that song is Stink Fist. Yeah. Um, look for Taylor Swift, Stink Fist. <laughs> I am dead serious. It is a very it's it works. It works really well, and I'm I'm we're, I'm not joking. No, it it shouldn't go, work, but it does. Go to YouTube, search for it, play the song. It works. Oh man, Tool did how many how many albums have they? Do they have like five or six? And it's not that Maynard didn't want to do Tool. It's just he wanted to do other avenues of music. Oh yeah. And then they did. He did a Perfect Circle, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Actually, if I'm not mistaken, I thought I read somewhere 
that uh, Herb Alexander, which was the drummer for Primus, was the studio drummer for their first album. Not the touring drummer, not what you saw in the video, but the studio drummer for Perfect Circle's first album. And and actually, there are times when they have been together. Um, Herb has been, he's, he's had some health issues, and the drummer for Tool, who is arguably one of the best in the world at his, Amazing. At his art, has actually stepped in and uh, done some shows with Primus to cover while he was out. So they have a good relationship in terms of the band members. And and trust me, I've watched videos of them doing their live sets and songs and talent, like through the roof. Yeah. Um, it's just... It just doesn't hit that emotional chord for you. It doesn't vibe. Yeah. And it's kind of strange how that happens because, you know, like we were talking about that, you know, I've had, you got some on your list like that. I've got some on my list. And I look at the stuff on yours, it's like, I should like this more. Why don't I like this more? It's like, Tool is that for, for me. Like, I should like that. Like, that sound, I should love that sound. Right. And I, it, I, I don't hate it. It just doesn't doesn't do it. Yeah, it doesn't hurt my ears. It's yeah. I can do thirty minutes of it and I'm like, yeah, I like <laughs> it. Something new, please. I'm in, in I'm I'm impatient. I, I I want that to be more than what it is. Ah, you, oh, okay. So it's, it's for me. I think I've got a good descriptor for it. So like when I'm eating a sandwich or I'm uh, having a um, uh, a meal. For me, the sauce is an accent. It brings out the flavor of the other stuff, and that part is like the sauce for me. I want it to accent. I don't want it to be the whole thing. I want it to build to that, then ping the taste buds, and then go somewhere else. You want the sauce all the time. I hate sauce. (laughs) Hey, work with me here. I'm trying to come up with a metaphor. (laughs) Well, maybe that's just it. Maybe I don't want the sauce. Maybe I the want way. the uh, yeah the other way. I want, I want that grungy, heavy, me- metal sound, and I want it to be consistent through the songs with almost no breaks. And breaks are fine. Change shift changes are fine, but sometimes it becomes so much that it becomes a distraction, right? Mm. So then the sauce becomes the distraction, right? You can't where, get into the groove where the, where everybody loves Tool because it's so unique, right? And they have that that four minute song isn't like other people's four minute songs where it's here, done, here, done, here. It goes here, there, done there here there you know like it changes and that's why people love that music because it's the 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 shift in in the timing structure on those things is a very unique thing to that band yeah definitely so well you have our lists tell us what you think did you agree did you not agree Next week, we'll come back with the episode that we were intending to do this week, but didn't get the chance to watch the movie to review for. I have a funny feeling it's not going to go well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to watch it, uh, but I'm hoping to not waste my money on it. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Next week, Madam Webb.